Hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the podcast where we talk about every single item, every single enemy, every single everything for five fucking years. Gary, happy anniversary! Hey, happy anniversary! Hey. The podcast is five, so now we're five. Hello. Now we're five and we Hello. can buy beer. I don't know laws. I'm going to buy kid beer, a.k.a. Sprite. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy scratch off tickets, which is where I scratch all the skin off my arm because I'm a deranged child. I'm baby from Twin Spot and grown up. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna scratch. Couple, I've only got a couple scars from just scraping all the skin off my arm in a nervous haze. Yeah, getting uh, yeah, no, I get that. I used to be a a, a consummate scab picker. Uh, oh, Gary, you're talking Everywhere. to the king, you're talking to the king of scabs. King Scab? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm talking to King Scab, the guy who took over for King Bob and the Invisibles. Uh that's it exactly, Gary. Although if you'll remember, it's actually Ragged Robin takes over uh that's as true. this leadership role while he falls back uh first into more violence and then renunciation of violence. I do remember that. Yeah. I do recall. Gary, should we just do a podcast where we go uh comic by comic through the Invisibles? Too serious. Too serious. Yeah, we would not be able to goof. It's too good. Too smart. Uh, Too smart for us. Also, we'd have to learn about the fucking Kabbalah and shit. Well, you know, Gary, I read a lot of Grant Morrison in my 20s. I can can load that stuff up. Picked up some ambient Kabbalah. Yeah. (laughs) I I genuinely read enough Morrison and more in my 20s to pick up, like, a working knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it's like to worship a snake god without ever actually worshiping a snake god. Yeah, you just imagine a snake god uh, and worship that, and then go around saying you had a UFO experience for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I uh, do. You have any interest in reading Morrison's fiction book that just came out, Luda? No, no not yeah. really. Me either. And it just came out. It's like three years ago, right? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think it's quite that long, but it's yeah. Um, it's I'm still seeing ads for it. Yeah, I I I have probably. And I say this, and he'll put out something amazing. Uh, I, I have probably hit my limit on Morrison lifetime. Mm. Um, yeah. I, anything I would want from him now is him doing the stuff where he is working within someone else's universe. Yeah. Uh, like, I have a lot of affection for the Invisibles. I have a lot of affection for the Filth. But ultimately, uh, his most satisfying work for me is where he's playing in someone else's toolbox and finding the cool, weird angles on it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's something he's uh, seems less interested in now. Yeah, I really I mean, like I really like the nameless. That was his most recent like original thing that I, I read, and I really liked. Yeah, you know, I think I read like one issue of Joe the Barbarian, and I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I don't like that comic. I was getting that when that came out. This is this is Days of Future Cast. This is uh, yeah. Have you have you gone deep on Morrison over there? We did uh, the new X Men run. Oh, sounds sublime. No, <laughs> I think I've made that joke before, but that's okay. <laughs> Oh, 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 I'm going to have oh, to kick you out gr- of the podcast. if you It's greatest hit. Yeah, no, because kick is the drug that contains sublime uh, that turns you into a sublime if you take it. Yeah. And uh, into a kid Omega if you only take a little bit. If you're five. I, I, do, I do love the kid Omega's kicking around again. He he is. He kind of not everybody knows how to write him. No. Uh, well, he's kind of a tricky character, like he's a, a teenage pretty, punk fascist. He's he's a really uh, tricky character that uh, when he's written wrong, it kind of really sucks. Yeah. Um, anywho, this is uh this is our five year anniversary. Welcome everybody. Yeah, where we become a different show. Yes, uh, where we talk about Grant Morrison. No jokes allowed, baby. 
just references. I, I've had multiple people. Like I, I was like, um, I was talking about the five year anniversary and also about what to what to do with Guppy when we're done with all the items mm-hmm. in my chat in my stream. And people are like, oh, you should just redo WAF episodes. And I'm like, what the fuck are you on, you motherfuckers, that's, you that's, dumb motherfuckers? It's mean. Uh, <laughs> a little like yeah. that. Well, no, I think I think I would do them with Cole. Oh, that's also me. <laughs> the, uh, to who? To, to me. Oh, I don't care about that. Your pal Gary. Uh, yes, you uh, do. You love me. Gary, Shut I think that's the face. turn in year six, is I stop liking you. Okay. Uh, that's going to make like the show really more. interesting. Yeah, I like you better than ever. It's, it's going to be a real normal Garfield situation. Gary, I think the more we can bring the complicated character dynamics of the Garfield strip, like... Does John like Garfield? Oh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I don't know. He likes Odie. He does uh, like Odie. Odie's an easy man to like. He's very easy to like. I think that when you're young, you I want a Garfield. And then, Odie is a man. <laughs> he's, he's all man, if you know what I mean. Ooh, yeah. um, the uh, He drags his balls and they leave a big indents in the dust. Well, I was just thinking like, uh, you know, Odie's got that big hanging tongue. He could do some work. Oh, dude. Odie can bring... A woman to orgasm with his face, like three strokes under par. Why does that have to be a woman? Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Odie just happens to be straight. I don't think that's canon, man. It's super canon. Have we? I, I don't know if there is a single Garfield strip where Odie's sexuality is addressed. Garfield, at least, is attracted to women because he has, what, Eileen is her name, I think? Yeah. That's either, that's either the name of Garfield's girlfriend or... Garfield's vet slash John's love interest. Or Arlene. The, the vet slash uh, love interest of Dexy's Midnight Runners. Yes. Uh, come on, Arlene. The Captain Come Garfield. on, Arlene. Oh, dog come with Arlene. <laughs> Drink it uh, up. <laughs> so, Gary, in, in honor of our fifth cup. anniversary, yeah. <laughs> we've decided to coast and just do Garfield jokes. Yeah, I don't know uh, what's what exactly is going on. We have interesting items this week, but we are pretty deep in the, like, we don't have this shit mm-hmm. part of this. Uh, one item this week I, I have. Yeah. Looking forward to talking about that. Uh, but yeah, we're, this is just us reading, making jokes until we read the wiki to you, which is a really appropriate end for this podcast. <laughs> like, pretty much. We are oh. going to keep doing other stuff, but this is a really nice fade out. Gary, shit. Yeah. I just noticed something. Oh. Uh Oh, kayfabe, kayfabe, kayfabe. Um, oh. My caps lock is on, so this has all been screaming. Oh, <laughs> the, the, oh no. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I apologize to listeners who have heard me be incredibly emphatic and kind of monotone this whole time. Yeah. Uh, because I've had caps lock on the whole time I was recording. God damn it. Dang. Yeah. Let me turn it off. Okay. Hey, it's five-year-old hey. Will. Hey, my, I can't wait to be five. Right now, I'm placenta. Oh, you're a placenta, Will? Yeah. Uh, is that never been established as canon that I'm a placenta that strangled the boy and <laughs> took his place? No, I didn't realize that placentas yeah. uh, had consciousness and, and bodies and brains and mouths and stuff. Well, they're not supposed to, but it turns oh. out that sometimes uh, that when a powerful God a person is born, yeah. that they can also get a dark shadow. Cassandra Nova, back to Morrison! Yes, and back to Garfield. <laughs> what do you think Garfield's Cassandra Nova is? Oh, uh, Joe Biden? Oh, they're also a good answer. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Vanishing Twin today. 
we're doing Gary. we're doing the the classic guppy thing where before we start going, we say we don't have very much time, and then we proceed to waste at least ten minutes to self sabotage without like consciously doing it at all. Like, Gary, I acknowledge the point you're making while still wanting to ask. Do you think Joe Biden's ever laughed at a Garfield? Yeah, yeah. a thousand percent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. 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 Do you think Joe Biden today. has ever held and read a Garfield collection? A treasury? Yeah. That's what we call Thank those? you. Thank you. <laughs> you. A trade paperback. Yeah. They have a name. Uh, I don't read Garfield in the comic strips. I'm waiting for the trade paperback. Yeah. I always wait for the trade with Garf. Um, <laughs> I think probably yes. I, I think the answer to the first question is 100%. Uh-huh. And the answer to the second question is like 75%. Okay. Like likely. More likely than not. Do you think Joe Biden has ever lived in a house with a Garfield strip cut out and taped to the refrigerator. Ooh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 80%. Because of that 90. fucking degenerate hunter, right? Yeah. That fucking, co- that fucking high on crack loves and then putting, <laughs> to put, Do a bunch of crack and then cut a bunch of Garfield strips out and glue them all over the house. I think it's embarrassing that Joe Biden responded to his son's addiction efforts by going, hey, how can we help? Yeah, I think that that's weak. I if uh, when It was hunter, weak, wasn't it? When when Hunter uh, when Hunter Biden is coming down, he switches yeah. to Kathy, uh, oh and then well, when he's yeah, sober, Gary, it's Rose's Rose. I mean, that's what we found out when we looked at that laptop, right? Yeah, it's mostly Kathy <laughs> strips that have been cut out and then scanned <laughs> as his desktop background. And yeah. honestly, I do think that that is an impeachable offense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a uh, it doesn't reflect well. I'll just say that. <laughs> it, um, it's really it's really damaged. Yeah, the. Uh, why did you scan these? Why didn't you just save them from comicstrips.com or whatever? <laughs> I don't have to explain anything to you, copper. I'm Hunter Biden. Anyway, uh, congratulations to Funky Winkerbean. You don't have to make a comic anymore. No. Flunky Winkerbean. We're talking about Vanishing Twin. <clears throat> this is really interesting. Gary, oh man, you can't flunky winker bean me and then just try to move on <laughs> like you didn't to. say flunky you have a fucking bean. appointment not me uh, yeah i know gary so try <laughs> help me help me by not saying flunky winker bean and then asking me to treat you like a partner and an equal Fl- flunky winker bean sounds like a dirty sentence okay i mean like somebody winks her bean and his name is yeah. flunky Everything yeah. I know about any of those comics comes from when I used to read uh, Josh Furlinger's blog all the time, the the comics from Rudgeon. Oh yeah, yeah. Funny blog. I remember that? No. Yeah. Still going. S- Speaking of funny blogs, we're talking about Vanishing Twin today. This is fascinating. You're really trying. <laughs> I'm really trying I love to it. help you out, buddy. <laughs> I know. We, this, uh... I, it's been positioned as a thing where you can help me. And I uh... know, it, but hey, it's been positioned as very passive. That's some like cop speak. <laughs> you positioned it as a thing I can, it's, that I can help you with, and then are continually undercutting me. This is for the fifth anniversary. We have stumbled upon a guppy secret. Like this, this is. I mean, you probably knew you're doing this for five years. I just figured it out. Yeah. Hey, welcome <laughs> to the real podcast, man. <laughs> Fuck, man. Oh. Well, now the game begins. The I game can't. of shadows. Um, Gary, I can't talk about game of shadows anymore. I want to talk about vanishing twin. Stop distracting. Oh, me. vanishing twin. Uh, this is really interesting. Uh, this is fascinating. This is a yeah. really cool idea. I love it. Uh, you got to defeat Hush as Jacob and Esau, so fuck Have you. Fun. 
a game? Yeah. Uh, no thanks. But if you get it, uh, you get this passive item. Shows up in curse rooms and secret rooms. Uh, it is a little fetus-y looking thing. Uh, you know, it looks like a fortune cookie to me, but if the game says it's a fetus, it's a fetus. I think it's supposed to be a fetus, but it does look like a uh, fortune cookie. That doesn't do anything while you have it. You you carry cookies, it around on the floor. Cookies, fortunes with cookie, fortune cookie, Masterson. Sorry. The cat. Uh, it just look, just follows you around. Doesn't block bullets. Doesn't do anything. But when you go to the boss, it flows to the middle of it and creates a copy of that boss. So you are now fighting two bosses. Uh both of which have 75% health of the regular And are a boss. little bit slower. A little bit slower to make it a little bit more manageable. The upside of this is that you get two uh, items. Yeah, as soon as you kill the clone, uh, it immediately drops a boss room item. Yep. That's real cool. Like the kind of thing, if you get it on the first floor, like it's going to be really, really power you up for later when that becomes a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. You know, you're getting double bloats. Like early on, who cares? You're getting double monstros or whatever. But then like... Later on, it's like, well, shit, man, I didn't want to fight, you know, two of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does this apply to final bosses, Gary? Do you know? I don't know. I've never got it. And yeah. Same. Uh, uh, I'm checking real fast. Uh, no, it's okay. We can just assume. Yeah. You know, let's a, make an ass out of you and an ass out of me, Gary. Let's, I'd be let's curious as to whether. Let's go. <laughs> was the, did I say something? Did I say yeah, let's something? Go, let's go Dutch on an ass. Let's just go together. Let's go. Have, let's go Dutch halvesies on an ass. Yeah. Yeah. Double Dutch an ass. Um, yeah. This is really cool. You're a great item. Yeah. And uh, interesting space, right? Yeah. Anything really additional challenge for way better any, reward. Yes. You know? I love that when the game plays with that yep. idea. Uh, and well balanced, too. You know, early mm-hmm. on, this is going to be really no problem. Later on, it's going to be a huge pain in the ass. I'm really curious whether it, uh, whether it does copy super bosses or um, like weird bosses. Like, what does it do with uh, uh, the guy? I can't remember his name. Who sucks you into him? Rock guy. Um, uh, only one of them Rock gets. Uh, I, I, I did see that one down there. Only one okay. of them gets. You only have to go into one of them. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then I, I think once you're in there, I don't think it doubles anything. Yeah, that, that would be nuts. Um, that'd be knocking futs. That would be knocking futs. <laughs> yeah, that'd be Poe Buddy's Nerfect. Oh, oh, that's my catchphrase, Poe Buddy's Nerfect. Is this knocking futs? This is year six world. This is what it is. Oh, okay. Hi, Gary. It's me. It's your, it's your good friend, Will. Almost hey. called myself your best friend. Felt presumptuous. Yeah, and also, you know, especially after all the manipulation stuff that's come to light. You like um, me more, right? Uh, yeah, you know, I yeah, just I admire the manipulation. I feel like a real shithead if it didn't make you like me more. <laughs> I admire the hustle. That's what people who manipulate other people are hoping for. Yeah. You know, shit, you asshole, but I got to admire the craft. Got to admire the, the hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you like the show, go to patreon.com slash TV and give us some dollars. Uh, in addition to giving us dollars, give us ratings, reviews on Apple Podcast or Podcast Addict. And since it's uh, we're way over time, we're going back to the country guessing game. Okay. And I'm going to say Uruguay. Okay. Well, you got to wait while I check. Okay. Gary, there are no reviews available yet from Uruguay. And we'll see how fast the next episode is and see if I choose a good country. Swing Take that, a- Uruguayans. <laughs> well, they're not listening. Swing and a miss. Yeah, exactly. No ghost.
welcome to Everything to Copy, the Binding of Isaac podcast that covers every trinket, character, item, boss, and everything in the Binding of Isaac series of video games. My name is Gary Butterfield, and with me as always is a spokesboy for testicular torsion, Will Hughes. Uh, that's me, Gary. I'm actually a spokesperson for almost every concept brought up brought up on the Venture Brothers at any point. So mostly like Ooh. Oedipal stuff. Yeah, a lot of Oedipal stuff. A lot of dad's gigantic dong. Yeah, dad's... Hi there, folks. Have you ever wondered if you're inadequate? Well, I've got a product for you, and it's Dad's Gigantic Dong. <laughs> it's bigger than yours, and in your memory, it always will be. Yep, it's seeing your dad piss on accident. You saw your oh, dad's dong, right? I don't think I ever did. No, I've never seen my dad. I never saw my dad's penis, and now my dad's penis uh, does not exist. It was burnt up uh, in a crematory fire and then spread in a uh, creek in Indiana. You can still see the creek, though. Is the creek big and, and, and the creek is fucking massive. <laughs> yeah, I figured the creek got bigger. Actually, you know what? Uh, I went back point. to the creek recently. Kind of tiny. Oh. Actually, well, the size of the creek explained a lot of things about my dad. <laughs> that's going to feel great. Yeah. You know, you no longer feel ad- inadequate about that creek. You've got a major, or, you know, a raging river, and he's just got a creek. Gary, <laughs> it's the it's the Wabash River down here. <laughs> yeah, I assume you got the mighty Mississippi down south, you know. Ah, uh, Mississippi's overrated. Wabash. Dirty. The denial isn't just a penis in Egypt. Oh, by the way, Gary, did Cole die in those fires? Uh, no. Okay. No. They're like two hours east of him. Okay. I get I get all my Cole information secondhand from you or yes. on Twitter where we talk shit about you for not liking the right cartoons. When did that happen? This weekend. Why? <laughs> it wasn't there. That's so mean. What cartoons? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was it about uh, Looney Tunes shit? Yeah. Yeah, because I don't like Looney Tunes. I saw you tweeting about Looney Tunes when I was popping on to do my job. <laughs> and uh, I figured that would probably come up at some point, even though well, I yeah. wasn't intruding into your life to be like, yeah, that thing you, you're talking about you like sucks. Yeah, no. <laughs> you I decided to round me into it. I didn't make any decisions. Uh, this is, your, this is your, your best friend and partner, Cole Ross. Oh, fucker. Uh, <laughs> let me read the tweet to you. And he's going to hear about it. Response. Yeah, he's going to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy, what an asshole. All right. uh, oh, wait, I got it. Oh, there pick. it is. I thought I might have had him muted, muted but oh. I didn't. Uh, oh, man, I didn't know this was a thing for you. I've tried to breach the duck amuck subject with Gary, but his disdain, anything to do with classic animation, means it went nowhere. I don't know what he means by he's trying to breach... The subject. I think he tried to talk to you about it. And in, we talked. We talked about it. I'm familiar with Duck Amuck. I just don't know what else there is to say. It's so good, I, though, Gary. I think you're both wrong in thinking that there's a lot to talk about with it on like a podcast. Yeah, and that's why I said back to Cole, the man is a brute, and I'll say it loudly on any social media platform. I know he doesn't regularly check. <laughs> a brute. <laughs> a brute. Yeah, I don't a like losing. You know. You know. Uh, one reason my wife is per- per- perfect for me is that uh, she also doesn't like Looney Tunes. She's like the first person I've met who doesn't like Looney Tunes. She's like, yeah, I don't get it. They're not funny. Yeah, like, I like, yeah she likes Mickey Mouse cartoons. No. No, she doesn't. Fucking loves... St- your wife... L- hey, Gary. Hmm. Your wife loves Steamboat Willie. My, my wife does not love Steamboat Willie. How dare you say my <laughs> wife likes Steamboat Willie. The only Steamboat Willie she likes is the Mighty Mississippi. I got running down south. Uh, I tr- we're talking I about Twisted name- Pear. I just tried to name a second mickey mouse cartoon that anybody knows and there isn't any <laughs> just he's the, first the worst one. fucking he's the worst he, fucking cartoon character he does really suck like he's awful i i am with you that donald duck is the best disney character thank you no i i, th- I think that's true like i don't think it's a very competitive field 
I think most of them suck pretty bad. But Goofy's Donald Duck also is interesting. Goofy's okay sometimes. Old Goofy. Uh, old school Goofy where he's in the the instructional films. And shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's at least there's something to it. Mickey Mouse, they decided like for him to be the Mario or whatever, there can't be anything to him. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a real it. bummer. Gary, are you familiar with Paper Nick? No. What's Paper Nick? Paper Nick is this Italian thing. So the Italians love Donald Duck. And so they created this whole alternate canon where Donald Duck is... Do you know the character Diabolic? Uh, the, uh, the yes. Of, the, like the pulp spy uh, yes. character? So there yes. is a Donald Duck parody of Diabolic called Paper Nick. This is one of those things I only know about because TV Tropes talks about it a ton. Okay. For like the last 30 years, there has been a running comic book in which Donald Duck is a super badass international spy slash supervillain called Paper Nick, who fights <laughs> aliens and like runs massive heists and defeats all of his enemies all the time. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> is it man. written by Donald Duck? I guess so. It sounds like it. Huh. It is the wild it's it's so fucking weird. Anyway, twisted pair, Gary. I just twisted I just pear. need to get that out. Just sometimes TV tropes infects me with an idea and I have to pass it. I understand. Uh this is unlocked by defeating the beast as tainted Lilith, so I have unlocked it and got it, and it's great. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was great or not. So what this does is it puts two little babies uh on either side of Isaac. So you're not having they're familiars, but they're like on your they don't, on the side. Yeah, they of they spin around you. you. They, they do a really close orbit around uh, you. Well, they don't they don't they spin when you move, but they don't yes. they don't rotate yeah, yeah, around yeah. you like that. Yeah, I I'm, I'm usually moving. So. Gary's booking. You know me. I'm very active. Oh, yeah, old active butterfield. Uh, and then yeah. they fire exactly your tears, but uh, with a 0.375 multiplier applied to them. So yes, the tier rate and stuff means this ends up equaling out to the same as Incubus. If in all damage. the shots hit. Yeah. Uh, and it takes, well, same thing with Incubus, right? Like yeah. Incubus also is on a delay, so it's easy to miss. Um, they also get the uh, the benefits of it, scales with your damage. Yeah, it's uh, exactly tier your tiers, except with that multiplier applied to it. Yeah, it's just kind of an incubus that is easier to hit with. Um, okay, because it seemed like, because they're firing on either side of you, you essentially have a very wide triple shot, like a triple shot that's a little wider than Isaac's body. Yes. Uh, so and the video goes, footage I was watching, uh, if you're shooting at like flies or whatever, those side shots are going to miss. But more less so than, say, like triple shot, where they go out in a V formation. Okay. Like everything goes forward. Like in practice, it's a lot easier to hit. I find. Okay. Like let's say you're let's say you got a monster in front of you, and uh-huh. you got this versus triple shot. All three of these will hit, whereas triple shot you might hit with the center one, and then the two on the side might miss. And several of like the triple shot type things lower your uh, tier yes. rate a bunch. Well, this maintain this exactly takes whatever your tier rate is. Yeah, I'm not saying it's necessarily better than Incubus because. You know, it's Incubus is a little bit, if you get the hit, you're getting more damage, but it's as good as Incubus. It's a second okay. Incubus in the pool and you can get it with Incubus uh, and Incubus rocks. Yeah, this is, okay. this is a DPS up no matter what. It's just a mild argument about exactly how effective a DPS up it is. Yeah. Yeah. In, in my experience, pretty good. Yeah. And yeah. I have no experience and thus I can only be louder. Yeah. The, uh, it, it, that's how you're going to win the argument, man. 
I mean, I watched a lot of Bill Maher clips over the years, Gary. It's how it works. I thought you were going to say over the weekend. <laughs> I watched a lot of Bill Maher. I have a... Gary, I have a lot of new ideas and a lot of new rules. Oh, not new rules. I actually uh, do have a standing policy. Uh, like Deadline every week covers, Deadline's a blog that, or a, a site that, co- it's one of the trades. Sure, a fine uh, geo media something. It's not. Uh, no. You're thinking of Deadspin. I am thinking of Deadspin. Uh, Deadline is one of like the main entertainment trades. Anyway, the point is that every weekend they cover whatever the stupidest fucking thing Bill Maher said on his show. And I, okay. I long ago was like, I I write news on Saturdays. I will not be going down that particular route unless yeah. he says the N-word again. Yeah, <laughs> which, which uh, countdown. Bill? We're on the clock. The, uh, yeah, to, to Bill Maher jamming that I, N-word. I don't care for the man. I don't like him either. Uh, I have an old coworker who uh, stopped being my friends because I was too, friend because I was too much of a Bernie bro during okay. the 2016 election. And uh, who. I'm sympathetic uh, to that. The uh, sure as someone who loves Bernie, but was also exposed to a lot of Gary Butterfield during that period. Sure. Um, the uh, <laughs> so she loves uh, Harry Potter and Bill Maher and cool. uh, so, and stuff. Sounds like you really uh, you got to get this person back in your life, Gary. They sound great. They moved to Florida, which is a weird place to move to. But like one of the things I was thinking about was that if I knew this person now. <laughs> To be closer to Mar-a-Lago, I, I don't know. No, no, she like she was she was like uh, you know shit lib, you know Bill Marlib. Sure. Um, the uh, but I would bet you I would be tapped to explain the Hogwarts legacy stuff, oh, and no. she would not be on the right side of it. I don't think you would, and you would have to explain it in terms of religious. Yes, I would have to. I would have to sit down with religious yeah. and find all of the appropriate uh, characters. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think there are characters in religious. I think it's like a documentary type thing. It's but. kind of a documentary of like Bill Maher talked to a bunch of other Bill Mars. Oh God! It's a real Mar on Mar action. We have completed the cloning vats, and we have chosen as our first subject William Mar. <laughs> there would be so many new rules. Oh my gosh! That's how they. That's how they create new rules for the universe. That's how a law is formed. I got a uh, new rule, cha cha. Cha, 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 cha. I, I bet that is the way you actually damage Bill Maher is just to assume he is Dennis is Miller. Dennis Miller. Yeah. It'd be very funny to just continuously do that in conversation with him. Like, I loved you on Weekend Update, man. Uh, it was it was incredible. I can't believe Tears that. Tears for Fears, great band, dude. Great band. I love it. And then he's just like, oh, you don't know who I am. Huh? And then uh, I don't know what that impersonation was. Uh, I'd love then... to meet him. I love that guy, though. Gary, that's the new. Is that, is that the... Hi, I'm Bill Maher. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, Gary, it sounds like that is Bill Maher after he's been through the multiplicity machine a couple times. I've been copied so many times. I don't know what's new or old anymore when it comes to new rules. I'm halfway to Doug. <laughs> Doug Maher. Doug Marsh. Build a spill. If uh, if you like the show, please head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Support the network. We've done five fucking years of this show, and I've five only made years. several thousand dollars for doing it. Yeah, but over five years. Yeah. It's not, it sounds like a lot, but it's not. I, I, I'm getting my tax stuff ready. It was like, uh-oh, I get... Gary, I'm under the position that I get too much money for Guppy, but we can talk about that we, Should we talk about this later? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Let's pencil in a business meeting before your big critical time yeah. thing that we're trying to hurry out I just I just listen to the show regularly, and I'm like, I don't know if he's getting that kind of... I don't know if he he's earning it, is all I'm oh. saying. 
Whether you're earning it? Yeah, Gary, of course. Who's he? I thought you're. Oh. Um, Gary, when in doubt, I'm the subject of my pronouns. You are, you are the when in doubt, you are the subject of sentences that come out of your mouth. In a general sense, it's either that or it's fucking night court. There's two subjects. <laughs> 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 oh, that was really mean. <laughs> um, oh, you can I'm also so leave us a, a rating review. Uh, if you come from, I'm almost out of countries I know. Period. That's depressing, dude. Because you uh, haven't if you come from, uh, if you come from uh, Korea, you've not listed one African country. Um. <laughs> I think I might have. I might have said Africa in general. Uh, you know what? I I don't see South Korea on here. Okay, they have Korea Republic up. There we go. Uh, no reviews available. Okay. Well, no ghost. No ghost. Hello and welcome to make to... me Google African countries. <laughs> don't, how, how dare you? <laughs> oh. Anywho, go ahead. <laughs> Gary, we are on a time crunch. Uh, hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the podcast where we talk about every single item, every single enemy, every single everything in the Binding of Isaac. I'm William Hughes, and I'm joined, as always, by a guy who's uh, angry, but character? I, Gary, I don't have one for this. Did you, did you have no. one for this, hypothetically? Azazel's Rage? <sighs> oh, boy. Um, I might have said, like, Azazel's favorite member of the New Warriors. Okay. Uh, who, I assume that's Rage. Yeah, there's a character named Rage. Or uh, what if Ripto was named Azazel? There we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Got it and got it in four. Got it in. Got it in several. Is is that? Yeah. Is that Spyro the Dragon? Is that Ripto's Rage? I think so. Okay. I have never played a Spyro the Dragon game. All right. They're overrated. Uh, like they're, they're nostalgia for them is misplaced. Like they're platform heavy, right? They're 3D collectathon platformers where you hover. Okay. Like you have hover by default, so the challenge level is really, really low for a lot of the game. Okay. Like my understanding is it eventually gets interesting, but it feels very baby mode mode for a very long time. Like Gary, like, you know I like a lot of degenerate video game genres, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh I that is one where I cannot really fuck with unless Nintendo is directly making it. Yeah, it, it doesn't have that polish. You know, that like a Nintendo yeah. has, and they're all PS1. So like you're in kind of featureless voids. You're not in, you know, colorful, fun places. You're in weird, flat textures and stuff. Yeah. Like my, my ex-wife liked Spyro a lot. So I played a bunch of them, you know, and they're not like pulling teeth, but they're, they're not, they ain't good. And they're constantly reminding you of your deficiencies as a man, as your yes. uh, weaknesses as a provider. They're always asking for alimony. Oh my God. Gary, you ever pay any alimony? No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, we we uh we, we had a a disillusion of marriage. We had like Ooh. a amicable like I can't remember what the rules are, but if neither person is trying to get anything from the other person, you can just get divorced. Yeah, uh, Gary, I don't think I've ever asked you about this. Did you like have a party or anything, or like uh, did you 
have like a ritual moment or anything? I, I cried a whole lot. Okay. okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to be I, baby about it. Yeah. I, the, the day I moved, I cried all day, like in the shower, in the moving truck, unpacking boxes. Yeah. <laughs> like I was very sad about it. You unpack um, the day of that's gumption. I, I mean, I thought I had everything, but I didn't. Yeah. Uh, unpack it. Unpacking. I unpacked the day of to distract myself. I unpacked my entire house in one day because I couldn't be alone with my thoughts. Sure. You know, it was really rough. It was when I, I, I attached a lot of existential quality to divorce. I was like, what does it mean now that I'm divorced? No one will ever have me again. Shit like that. Like I, I had very immature. You fucked like a bunny since I, then I, I, I went real girl crazy and uh-huh. then I found the love of my life. It's great. Happy ending for Gary. Um, yeah, it was in the middle there. There were some shaky years. Not going to lie. <laughs> the will years. <laughs> the, the, At one uh, point, I was living with this guy who played clicker games all the time. Yeah, the, the, uh, the I, I was very ignorant of your clickertude yeah. in that uh, in that time. I, well, I, I mostly know you for omelets. Um, the, uh, <laughs> you're like always making omelets. Gary, um, they're quick to make and delicious. Yeah, no, you're speed running omelet, omelet percent. Uh, guppy classic. Remember omelet yeah, percent? Still happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary. We're going back through Guppy's greatest hits. Uh, Bricked Switch. Squeak, squeak. Um, omelet percent. Bloody Penny. Bloody Penny. Oh, Bloody Penny. People still bring uh, up Bloody Penny and complain about it. I know. Well, people are huge wusses. Like, grow up. It's natural. Right. Um, I, I still contend that that episode, minus about six things you say, is a respectful treatment of the subject. It's a pretty respectful treatment. Of, like, the way that gets skeevy is if we were horny about it. Which you try like to we, do a couple times, and I stop you. I, I don't know that I try to do it. <laughs> Gary, I haven't I, listened I, to it again. Yeah, Have you no, listened Gary, to it recently? Yeah, I put it in the best of. Oh, what did I say? <laughs> I don't know. You just start talking about, like, a young girl's pussy. Well, that's not horny. That's it just a term. A li- it's a term of art. You know what, Gary? Maybe it was in the tone of voice. I don't think you can say pussy in a horny way. Wait, let me try Matthew McConaughey saying it. Sure. Pussy. <laughs> Gary, that's you have of... successfully transitioned away from being offended at the things you're saying and into <laughs> what you think of Matthew McConaughey <laughs> <laughs> because that was one of the worst I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it sounded just like him. It, it I actually got him nothing. on cameo to say pussy. Okay. It's, it's, it was just a recording of his voice that I put up to the microphone, man. Gary, can we just, uh, by the way, I need a brief pact with you that we both acknowledge that we could get each other a James Urbania cameo and we just won't. Yes. Okay. Uh, I should let you know that I've gotten Cole one. Before we had the pact. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no. I just feel like I should disclose it. No, as that's we make fine. I, I didn't get, get one mad. since you said that. Yeah, you can't get uh, mad at the other country for building nukes before the pact. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, it was before we had set the boundary. Dude, man, that reminds me. I, I can't believe I remember this. I had a <laughs> I'd drama like to dream. set some more boundaries with you. No, no. I had a dream that uh, you and me were hanging out. This is, I'm telling you about a dream, but you're in it. Uh, where I took your, you were wearing a baseball cap. Uh-huh. And I flipped it off your head. You know how you can like tap the bottom of a, a cap, knock it off. Uh-huh. And you said, motherfucker, don't you know you don't mess with another man's hat in front of a bunch of people? And uh-huh. then I pulled you aside and said, Will, I'd really like to talk to you. If you want to set a boundary, I'd like it if you did it before. 
I did something so I wouldn't get embarrassed in front of all these people. And then you got mad at me and we fought. <laughs> so Gary, I am not. You had the same I, dream? No, but oh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say with some confidence that I am not going to live long enough to unpack the entirety of the emotional dynamic you just <laughs> described to me. It was, and I'm hoping to live at least another 20 years. It's a dream, so it's not real. It didn't happen. Mm. I'm, I keep trying to think that, but yeah. it was definitely weird, and it, it, it did wake me up feeling weird. <laughs> I'd like, oh. like you to warn me about your boundaries before I do something so you don't embarrass me. So Yeah, so I don't feel embarrassed when I cross them. That's not something I actually feel. I would have no. said it to you. Like I, it, it's just a weird dream thing that popped up. Yeah, it was a dream a argument for us. Weird dream thing that your brain wanted to say to you. <sighs> my dream, my brain wanted to say to you. <laughs> I don't know why? Because yeah. it's 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 not really a problem we have. Uh, yeah. It, well, the other my other contention, Gary, typically is that having a dream where you kiss another person doesn't mean you want to kiss them, but telling them about it does. Oh. Well, I didn't know about that contention. I can't be blamed. For things before the past. And I've embarrassed you in front of everyone with this. With the hat. Yeah. You embarrass me by saying you don't mess with another man's hat. You don't rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> Tell me about your rhubarb rules before we get down to it, Bill Maher. <laughs> Cha-cha. Cha-cha, baby. So anywho, that's what it reminds me. I can't remember where we were. Um, I mean, we hadn't done anything. <laughs> Oh yeah, Azazel's Rage. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've gotten this as I've unlocked this, but it hasn't shown up for me yet. Yeah, this is beating uh, the Beast as Tainted Azazel, which is an endeavor, but not super hard. Tainted Azazel's an okay character. So. Yeah, I, th- I think Tainted Azazel is pretty easy. Um, yeah, um, this is not much. I would say it doesn't seem like much to me from reading it. It's you basically get a big mega brimstone, you know the, those huge brimstones that you get from uh, the head, from Satan's head. Um. <laughs> After you kill a certain number of enemies. So, yeah. Like so you clear, or after you clear rooms, a certain number of rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Every four rooms, uh, when you go into the room, your head will start to flash red, and then you will fire off for 3.33 seconds a big brimstone laser. So, yep. if the number of rooms is, if you can like time this out so it's a boss thing, this will yep. take a pretty good chunk off a of boss, especially early on. Otherwise, it feels a little bit like a room clearer with a four room charge, like Necronomicon. Yeah, except you, know. you don't get to choose which rooms to do it in. Exactly. Like a Necronomicon that just fires every four rooms. It's not bad. Yeah. And it will line up for you from time to time to actually get rid of a pain in the ass room or like a big room. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it fires for 3.33 seconds, which is plenty of time to clear a room with one of yeah, those Yeah, you lasers. know, Gary, f- functionally not having to do every four rooms is actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not that different than like Necronomicon. I think that the thing that makes it different is psychological. Yeah. Like Necronomicon, you're like too good to use. You want to save it. You know, this actually just takes every four rooms basically away from you, which is yeah. pretty good. You know, yeah, Gary, it makes, what I'm, yeah. I know we talk about meaningful choices, but what I mostly want out of life is for the choices to be taken away. Okay. Cause I choose all right. wrong all the time. Yeah. Like the, uh, the, the freedom of choice song from Devo or free will by rush. You got five more five more <laughs> yeah man i love your musical taste I'm, I'm really building up a library here but it's it's five songs about that specific thing i i don't think i do <laughs> i was happy that i got love two freedom of them. gary what about born in the usa that's about freedom probably. <sighs> that songs about freedom they're about not wanting freedom okay. those are both songs about uh abdicating your free will wait in you know? free in in the rush song he goes i will choose free will 
But there's a part where he's like, when you choose not to choose, which is what you're talking about. You still have made a choice. Yeah, but that's not positive. No, but they're addressing the the subject. Okay. Yeah, but it's addressing the subject. And then uh, Freedom of Choice by Devo is basically a dire warning as well. I haven't heard a song that's like saying it's good to not have choices. That's weird, Gary, because it is. You got to write them. Gary, I write the songs that make the whole world sad. Yeah. You got you to gotta write the songs that remind me of the good times and then write the songs that remind me of the best times. Oh, Danny boy. Danny <laughs> lad. Venga bus. <laughs> As someone who has personally uh, remixed those songs together many times, I'll tell you, they slap. They slap together as well? The- the, uh, I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, Fuser, RIP, uh, taught me that the horn section of Tub Thump, Thumpin' is one of the best things you can put under any other song in the world. It just works. It just fucking you know, works, man. Horns. Just, horns are the best instrument. Horns are a great instrument. Gary, uh, real quick, we're going to time crunch, but could you rank the instruments? Oh, sure. Um, keyboard. You know, synthesizer. Can do anything. Well, keyboard or synthesizer? Synthesizer. Okay. Which is operated by a keyboard. So like a Moog? Uh, Gary, you sure. got a Moog? I used to have a Moog. Moog, my friend. Used to have a Moog. Well, we're talking about the instruments, not Worf's dad or the guy from Elden Ring. It's called Moog. I, it's spelled Moog, though. I know. The, uh, your captain, Should have spelled like, it different if they wanted me to make different sounds with it. Hey, man, that's a Gary statement. That's a Resident Evil 8 statement. <laughs> you're, you're arguing against your general positioning of respecting people's choice to name themselves. Well, it's year six, Will, Gary. A lot of change is coming. That's great. Are we switching places? Do you want to be the guy who like hates prescriptivism and, and all that stuff? Oh, Gary, please you? tell me more about who I am. I'm this. <laughs> I feel like I already told you exactly who you were earlier in the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I basically think I said it all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's also extreme. Yeah, uh, he talks about himself in Night Court. And <laughs> um, weirdly equal measures. Yeah, um, <laughs> as though he considers Night Court part of himself. Yeah, or himself part of the court. Ooh. Um, mm, I threw myself <laughs> at the mercy of Night Court. In the court <laughs> of the Magician King. <laughs> the, the midnight court of the magician king <laughs> who will stand up before the marquee post <laughs> it's a ravenloft setting now yes. oh my God. judge harry stone as a raven as a dark lord yes <laughs> you have been enveloped by the mists that is, that is that is a great, like, bull roams the labyrinth outside of the carnival, like, yes! the court. Like, that is, that's actually a really good idea for a one shot. Uh, especially if you get people who know Night Court, but aren't, you know, who won't twig onto it immediately. And then you just slowly reveal that it's like, you know, they get to the dawning realization that they're playing Night Court. Is this fucking, God damn it, we're playing the Night Court RPG again! <laughs> How does he keep doing it? <laughs> it fits into everything. Truly, you are in Dave's world now. <laughs> he, um, choose a card, any card. Um, <clears throat> Patreon? 
Yeah, show you that part? Yeah, okay. slash uh, <laughs> duckfeedtv uh, gives us money. And then also ratings reviews on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addicts gives us honeys. Uh, it, and- gives us those little, like, I, my job is not often the best in terms of feedback. So there are times mm-hmm. when I am just looking for any kind of validation. And that's when the guppy reviews come in handy. They're really good for that. Also, and I'm not saying this just because you said this. I meant to say this anyway. I liked two of your pieces a lot this week. Oh, I didn't like sure. dislike the other ones, but I thought that both the How to Kill a Cinematic Universe and the review of the game that should not be named were some of your finest work. Oh, thank you, Gary. Very kind oh, of you to say. Sincerely. Um, if you have a review from Nigeria, hit me up. <laughs> Gary, the pride with which you said that. <laughs> I Googled like, it. The good boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are a hundred reviews from Nich- no, uh, <laughs> no reviews available yet from Nigeria. Dang, well, we'll have to check the next most populous country Great. in the next episode. Good night. Good night. Hello and welcome to Everything Guppy, the Binding of Isaac podcast that covers every character, 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 and tainted character in the Binding of Isaac series of video games. My name is Gary Butterfield, and with me as always is a man who lost his bridge, Will Hughes. Uh, yeah, Gary, it's uh, actually literally uh, yesterday Olivia lost one of her dental accessories. Oh, uh, no. And, it was, it was, and I knew where it was, but I was asleep. Oh, uh, the the I knew where it was, but... Yeah. Could have ended a lot of ways. Most of them bad. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them just, bad. I knew where, where it was, was but, uh, but she had not. Uh, I'll never tell. Yeah. She had not <laughs> solved my riddles yet. <laughs> the, 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 the riddle of the bridge. Like genuinely, I read a lot. Like we spend a lot of time reading Jeopardy questions around this house. Uh, yeah. But it would be pretty on point for me to just be like, I'll clean the dishes when you answer my riddles nine. <laughs> nine. <laughs> Put I can't 35 minutes on the clock. Gary, I can't even come with three riddles. No, no, no. But you can get close. The um we're talking about tainted character. Just the one. Just the one.
Gary, it's Tainted Lost. This is a really interesting character. I, I have not spent a lot of time with Tainted Lost, but I do... So if you view a char- every character... If you view the idea that every character should be able to get every completion mark, I can see taking umbrage with this character. Okay. But I think as an idea for how to twist the Lost into a new form, it is a good idea. I think that I, I largely agree with that. I think that it is a good idea from like an intellectual game design standpoint. Yeah. And then nothing changes that I have no fun playing with them. Yes. Like it's just, it, it's basically impossible for me to have fun with it. So it, it's functionally like almost non-existent. So, so some background. Yeah. When the loss was originally introduced, the idea was to put a one hit and you die character into Isaac. And then, very clearly, I think that was disagreeable enough that even Edmund was like, this doesn't work. The game. Not before much- I held down R uh, yeah. for hours while watching the Batman animated series until I got nine lives in the opening curse room. I mean, that does sound like a pretty good uh, afternoon, Gary. It, you know, it, Batman saved it like many afternoons. And mm-hmm. many Gothamites. Yeah. So anyway, uh, continue. So even Edmund was like, okay, this doesn't work. I need to give lost has to start with Holy Mantle or, or else people all, even if I, even if he likes the idea, people are going to do what you did and just game the system until they get the items that make this more workable. Right. Yes. And that was also previous where lost was very specifically, they hid really huge rewards behind him. It was a more traditional challenge reward structure, like to get Godhead, you know, you had to, to beat all the yeah. stuff with the lost. Uh, so at this point, the lost is a two hit per room character, right? Basically by like, you have to unlock it, but that's, that's the way everybody plays lost. Basically. Mm-hmm. The tainted lost is an attempt to get about two thirds of the way back to being a one hit character. And I say two thirds of the way because of the holy card thing. Yeah. There, there's some extra, extra business. And in exchange for that, what they do is they give him a version. Uh, it's not; it's hard coded into him. It's not the item, but that item we talked about a week or two ago that rerolls low quality items. Yeah. So there are two mechanics going on with how Tainted Lost get. So first off, Tainted Lost, if he takes a hit and he doesn't have a shield, he dies immediately. Yep. There are two mechanics that are going on with Tainted Lost. One is that every item that is not tagged as offensive in the game's tagging system, which I would love to. I, I, I'm sure someone has like data mined that. I would it'd yeah. be interesting to look at all that shit because all that was added in repentance tags for items, the quality system, both of those, they did a huge revamp of how the game categorizes stuff, which yes. lets them do shit like this where they can like very specifically eliminate certain items from a character's list. Yeah. And the, the idea behind this was specifically to get rid of items that he cannot use. Uh, these are things like health ups. Or, I, had, or items that are really beneficial for him. Yeah, it also did that. Yeah, uh, got rid and of. I think, I think both of those are mantle. by design. Yeah, likely. You know, and it, it's a mixed grill. You know, like everything. Like it's really great not to get HP ups as this guy, or get things that only work when you get hit. Yeah. You know, things like that you can't do. Uh, but you cannot get the two biggest items that ameliorated his downside. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you cannot get any there's only now only one item in that he can get that gives him an extra life and it's birthright which is the item that is supposed to make every character a little more manageable yes 
the second thing is it uses item quality. So anything that's two or less uh, has a 20% chance of being re-rolled. This is a little weaker than the item version of it. Yeah. And then, and, and it can be re-rolled into another quality zero, one or two item. Yes. That is where, if you were going to tweak this, that's where I would tweak it. I, I, would I, it I, as, I also think so. Yeah. I would get, make it at least as powerful as that item. Um, you know, re like 20% chance is not very high. Uh, of this, like a one in five chance of re-rolling a low quality item. You're already getting the low quality item. So you have to make the roll to get a one or two item. Yeah. Then another roll to maybe re-roll it. I would have just done the automatic, you know, ones are automatically re-rolled. Twos have a good chance of it. Um, thing yeah. that the item does. And uh, I would I, not have it re-roll into another low quality item. Um, and that yeah. would feel like a little bit more balanced. The idea here is to have a glass cannon in like a true sense. Um, you only get offensive and, you know, good offensive items. So you are doing a lot of damage and it really comes down to skill in practice. When you play this, you end up with a lot of shit. Uh, so you just end up dying in one hit for no real conferable advantage. So it just ends up being a challenge mode and a challenge that is just about like reducing your HP. It's not about making the, it's not like a more interesting challenge. It, it you know, it's, it's a very, to, all it does is remove the ability to make mistakes, which is never, yes. which is rarely the most interesting way to apply challenge to any system. Yeah. It just makes it very blunt. And then you pair that with the, the fact that it's a tainted character, which means unlocks are completing a suite yeah. of difficult bosses. So if you are interested in those unlocks, which like isn't degenerate play, you know, like when you, when you said uh, at the beginning, like if you're not interested, if you don't think every character should be able to, do all the completion marks. Like I don't inherently think that, but I do think going for unlocks is one of the goals of the game. Absolutely. Gary. You know? And I, I didn't yeah. mean to imply otherwise. It's just, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just clarifying. Uh, and also for the sake of, uh, I, I didn't say it before. He does also get a permanent 1.3 X damage multiplier, which is significant. Yeah. That's real uh, significant. But I, I do agree with you, Gary, that in the, the little I've played of him, you don't go, man, I'm getting a lot of good items, right? Yes. And that's the issue is that what that's what that should feel like is, man, I'm really fragile, but I'm getting a lot of fucking good items. Yeah. Yeah. It should be like rainbow chest. Yeah. You know, like a little bit in Gungeon. The other mechanic, which we we just kind of referred to as this holy card uh, thing. The holy card gives you a holy mantle that does not regenerate. Yeah. Uh, Once upon uh, a time, it was only for the room. That was that was terrible. Now you just get that. Yep. Until it runs out. Yeah, to be clear, this is a card. So this is uh, one of the cards that you can pick up on the floor. Uh, so yes. the, the Tainted Lost starts with one and has a 10% chance for any card they pick up or any card they generate to be a holy card. Yes. And ordinarily, they're a little rare because there are tons of cards in the game. Yeah. It kind of does a weird thing where instead of re-rolling over and over to get nine lives or holy mantle, you're, you're kind of re-rolling card. over. Yeah. Like blank card is what solves this. Yes, and you know, blank card uh, is considered an offensive item, as are the battery items. Yes. Yep. So, so if you get like a couple of battery items and blank card, and you have a holy card, now you have a, a holy mantle that you can activate like every other room. Yep. And thus, you kind of have old lost, but with this other marginal benefit of re-rolling bad treasures, but the real benefit of an increased damage multiplier. Yeah. Like, I, I think I'm with you that it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, from a design space, and it's almost there. I mean, Gary, like you it, can tell it, we haven't made any jokes in like ten minutes. I know we're we're actually like talking about the design of the game. It's fucking weird. Five years, um, five the, years, uh, and we still find things to love about it. Oh my god, I Gary, know. we're still in love. Let's go, let's go renew our vows. Let's go on a honeymoon. Yeah, with Guppy. 
Yeah. Me, you, and Guppy. Just you, Gu- me, and Guppy, and not my wife, and not and your Guppy wife. And Guppy listeners. And Guppy listeners. Yeah. Yeah. GuppyCon. GuppyCon. The Con. honeymoon edition. GuppyCon live from Chernobyl. GuppyCon is a very funny uh, idea. For Gary, a, I, I said Chernobyl as like a knee jerk joke, but where would we put GuppyCon? Oh boy. Well, Chernobyl's a little hot of an area right now. Is it? Um. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I don't watch the uh, news. Yeah, as long alive? as you don't watch the news. Yeah, well, let's let's do it two hours east of coal. Yeah, okay. just for safety. <laughs> Gary, Gary, what if we did it in the town where Cole lives? Oh, that'd be incredible. <laughs> like he might stop by and wave. Like he's not that interested. <laughs> he's just like he waves to us while he's mowing his lawn. What? Well, I don't think we'd tell him about it. Oh, that's also very funny. Like he goes to the store or something, and there's like a bunch of guppy listeners saying hi to him. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> really good. He just wakes up one morning and looks across the street and just yep. sees an expanse of pale flesh, <laughs> like the wall from Neverwinter Nights: Mask of the Betrayer. <laughs> My mental image of guppy listeners is not unakin to cave salamanders. Yeah, <laughs> like these naked mole rats who are bothering Cole. Naked anyway, mole rats this- are so fucking cool, man. They're really cool. They're very cool. I, Fast, loose, and out of control. Really good documentary. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just know about them because, like, I you know they're they're really interesting in terms of like neurobiology and stuff. Have you uh have you been to the the zoo in the Portland Zoo? Yeah, many times. Yeah, they've got a good naked mole rat exhibit. They do. Yeah, I love them shits. That that documentary I mentioned uh, mm-hmm. talks to like a dude who's like into him, and I learned a lot about him from that. Yeah, they're the only they're really social mammal, like like ants. Yeah, they're fairly interesting. Um, <laughs> 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 what? They're, yeah, they're, they're they're fairly interesting uh no, i said really oh i th- i heard fairly oh fairly would have been funny but i said really yeah okay. <laughs> the, yeah they're fairly interesting cool <laughs> well they're mildly interesting yeah um the uh anywho uh we, we've done due diligence whom. on this anywho <laughs> any whomst uh anywho uh patreon.com slash duck tv is a great place to be and uh, the other great place I've to believe- wrote, I've written a little rap about it in honor of the nameless soul guy who just died. <laughs> the uh, uh, the other great place to be Ethiopia. Do we got any reviews from Ethiopia, the second most populous country in Africa? Oh man, Gary, what what which uh, you know Ethiopia not even on the list, and you might have guessed it before. Yeah, it's almost as if. I didn't choose any African countries because I had a pretty good guess. We weren't having, didn't have any listeners there. Yeah, but also you said you did. That's not the issue. The issue is when you said you couldn't name any more countries and you hadn't named any African countries. That's true. Fair point. So, Gary, we've got a little bit of time on our clock left. What yep. would you like to say about the last five years of everything to Guppy? Oh, boy. Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to. You're asking me a question. I'm going to answer it sincerely. And it's going to sure. ruin the comedy. Uh, in true guppy fashion, uh, consummate mood booster. I love this. I think it's really fun. I think that, uh, a way that my brain is broken. Like I love hanging out with you outside of, uh, content, mm-hmm. but this also fulfills a true and real friendship, uh, function for me. Like I have a lot of fun joking around with my friend during this. Um, and I always leave it in a better mood than when I started it. I can wake up and be like, man, I'm not really feeling like recording. I feel like shit. And then we record and I usually am in a better mood. Yeah, Gary, uh, the same for me, you know, after I moved out of the house that we lived in, uh, you know, it, you know, I missed you very dearly. I miss Brayton a lot. And this has been an amazing way for me to, you know, make sure like 
weekly maintenance on a friendship is a yeah is a hard thing to kind of program into yourself and i've been so it's been such a source of joy for me so consistently and yeah. you know what for all the shit i talk about the guppy listeners who are degenerate perverts uh who pale I, pasty pale. don't forget that really pale no um, some of those folks uh, and are the kind of people who, if I put 50 episodes into a single audio file and play them all at the same time, will listen to the whole thing for sure. really, yep. really sick, degenerate people and the kind of people who respond to the emotional brokenness that we express in ways where it's clear that they are also feeling that. And I, I think they're bad people, a lot of them. Sure. Uh, or at least so damaged as to be indistinguishable from bad. Yes, practically bad. For all that, I'm so grateful for the money that they've given me yeah <laughs> yeah end of that's thought, a, end of good, thought. Good, good bit <laughs> gary i'll be i'll be sincere uh the fact that this show can bring people comfort or joy this like stupid fucking taking a friendship and flaying it yeah for public and, and putting it out like the Vitruvian man. <laughs> yeah. And having yeah. people say, hey, that actually brings me some comfort in bad times. So or something just somebody might laugh. stumble upon in a field like True Detective. <laughs> yeah. You know? like the fucking <laughs> yeah. Minnesota strikes out here. Yeah. Taking two <laughs> fat men's love for each other and just displaying it. And then Will yeah. Graham looks at it like, that's not love. That's contempt. Yeah. And then Matthew McConaughey goes, that's pretty cool pushing right there. Um. <laughs> The, um, Wait, hold on. Yeah. Let's do a little true detective real fast because I got a minute. Uh, all okay. right. So you're McConaughey. I'll be Harrelson. Okay. What, what's going on here? This is, ah! this is, this is, I, in the field. I got I got some beers for you. I'm serving the beers from Cheers. Well, I, I don't know. Existentially, that seems like a real fucking push. I don't want to do it. Mm, no. Gary, I gotta pull the ripcord on this bit. Um, right on. This is like our fifth anniversary official bit. Everybody, go back and listen to that bit where we did the the night court. Yeah, go back thing. to night court realms of Ravenloft. That was fucking funny. This is nuts. <laughs> My whole thing yeah. was just like I was being Woody from Cheers, and that's not a good joke. No, and I ran out of things I knew about Matthew McConaughey. Um, Lincoln lawyer. Oh, he is the Lincoln lawyer. I forgot about that. He sure was that Lincoln yeah. lawyer. I'm a, I won't rest until Lincoln's in jail. You're not even going to do it. Do you feel like it's too cliche to do the all right, all right, all right? Oh, I thought you said right on, right on, right on. I forgot. <laughs> no, he's saying <laughs> redon, redon, redon. Redon, 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 redon. Yeah, but thank you, everybody. We, I, I, I echo the sincere parts of what Will said. Uh, <laughs> and I echo the dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you do thoroughly and consistently to climax gary um good night good night no ghost five more years <laughs> five more years to break your switch <laughs>